Hello, hello, it's silly Auntie Sissy, your favorite auntie, and I'm here with Unicorn Uni. Hello, hello everybody, thanks for joining us. It's time for the silly Auntie Sissy Hour. Thanks everybody, come join us on our adventure where we climb mountains, we eat spaghetti and ice cream cones and lollipops for dinner. Silly Auntie Sissy says she loves you and she'll be your favorite auntie cause she'll give you what you want and she'll let you eat lollipops for dinner. Yay Silly Auntie Sissy, thanks for being there for me, you're my favorite auntie. Well, thank you, Uni. You're my favorite, too. Mwah. And you guys are, too. Thanks for joining us on another adventure of fun, fun, fun. Because we got the fun. We got the fun, fun, fun. We got the fun, and we're going to dance in circles. Yes. Silly Auntie Sissy says she loves you, and she's going to dance with you. Here we go. Rock. We will rock you. Silly Auntie Sissy will rock you. That's right. We are doing this today. Well, thanks for joining us, boys and girls. We got some fun books to read, and we're going to talk for the parents out there. We're going to talk a little bit about Elvis Presley. What do you know? That's right. Elvis was a pretty good guy. And he lived a long time ago, Unicorn. Yeah, he lived a long, long, long time ago. Well, he was born a long time before Auntie Sissy. And he made it quite a long time. He has a... He's not alive now, but he's a good... He was a great singer. Some people called him the king of rock and roll. And they've made a lot of movies about Elvis Presley. Unicorn, did you know that? I did not know that, silly auntie. Sissy, they made like seven movies about him and some documentaries. And the newest one with Austin Butler is out today. Well, not today. It's been out for about a week in the U.S. I think January, July, June 24th. So it's been out for a couple weeks. And it's a great movie. Austin Butler does a great job. Lisa Marie Presley, his daughter, said it was a great movie. And if you don't know much about Elvis, you're really going to enjoy it. I feel like it keeps to the facts pretty well. If you know a lot about Elvis, I think you're still going to enjoy it. Because it adds a new slant to the story. Um... And you get to see the truth about who he was and what he, how he became who he was. And even if you know the outcome, you're still going to be like, of course, who doesn't? But you're still going to feel sad. I cried. Silly Auntie Sissy, did you cry, really? Yes, Unicorn, I cried, Uni. And you know why? Because sometimes stories are sad. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry when you tell a story. But we're going to read some poems now. So go see the Elvis movie. Just called Elvis. If it's not playing near you, it'll be on streaming soon. Now, 
The last word of a bluebird as told to a child. A family of poems. Paintings by John J. Mutz. And this was put together by Caroline Kennedy. As they went out a crow in a low voice, as I went out a crow in a low voice said, Oh, I was looking for you. How do you do? I just came to tell you, to tell Leslie, will you? That her little bluebird wanted me to bring word that the north wind last night that made the stars bright and made ice on the trowel almost made me cough his tail feathers off. He just had to fly, but he sent her goodbye and said to be good and went her red hood and look for skunk tracks in the snow with an axe and do everything and perhaps in the spring he will come back and sing that's by Robert Frost you can find more of his poems around St. Francis and the Sow one more maybe two the, the bud the bud stands for all things even for those things that don't flower for everything flowers from within of self blessing though sometimes it is necessary to reteach a thing it is loveliness to put a hand on the brow of the flower and retell it in words and touch it is lovely until it flowers again from within of self blessing as St. Francis put his hand on the forehead of the sow and told her in words and in touch blessings of earth on the sow and the sow began remembering all down her thick leg length from the earthen snout all the way through the fodder and spots to the spiritual curl of the tail from the hard spinningness faked out from the, the spine down through the great broken heart to the sheer blue milk and dreaminess, birding and shouting. From the fourteenth teats and the fourteenth mouths, sucking and blowing beneath them, the long perfect loveliness of Sal. And that's Galloway Kimmel. Now we're going to read one more called The Crocodile. The Crocodile. This is by Lewis Carroll. The same person who wrote Alice in Wonderland, which is a great story. The Crocodile. How doth the little crocodile improve his shining tail and pour the waters off the Nile on every golden scale? How cheerfully he seems to grin. He neatly spreads his claws and welcomes little fishes in with gently smiling jaws. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. What a great one. We'll read some more the next time. Okay. Did you like those, Uni? I did, silly Auntie Sissy. They're amazing. Alright. Now, to read a few more poems from Shel Silverstein, shall we? The Farm and the Queen. She's coming, the farmer said to the owl. Oh, what shall I, what shall I do? Shall I bow when she comes? Shall I twiddle my thumbs? The owl asked, who? The Queen, the Queen, the Royal Queen. She'll pass the farm today. Shall I salute? He asked the horse. The horse said, Nay. Shall I give her a gift? He asked the wren. A lovely memento for her to keep. An egg or a peach or an arrow ear of corn? The wren said, Cheap. But should I curtsy or should I cheer? 
Oh, here's your carriage now. What should I do? He asked the dog. The dog said, bow. And so he did, and so she passed. Oh, tra-la-la. She smiled. She did, he told the sheep. The sheep said, bah. Well, craziness. If you shall see the queen, you shall bow or curtsy. Oh, here's a good one. Pancake. Who wants a pancake sweet and piping hot? Good little Grace looks up and says, I'll take the one on top. Who else wants a pancake fresh off the griddle? Terrible Teresa smiles and says, I'll take the one in the middle. Oh, Teresa. Don't be a Teresa. Be a good little Grace. Smart one more. My dad gave me one dollar bill because I'm his smartest son. And I, and I swapped it for two shiny quarters because two is more than one. And then I took the quarters and traded them to Lou for three dimes. I guess he didn't know that three is more than two. Just then along came old blind Bates, and just cause he can't see, he gave me four nickels for my three dimes. And four is more than three. And I took the nickels to Harem Coats down at the seafood store, and the fool gave me five pennies for them, and five is more than four. And then I went and showed my dad, and he got red in the cheeks, and closed his eyes and shook his head, too proud of me to speak. Yes, yes, yes. Let's read one more, shall we? Us. Me and him, him and me, were always together, as you can see. I wish he'd leave so I'd be free. I'm getting a little bit tired of heat. And he may be a bit bored with me on movies and ladies we cannot agree. I like to dance, he loves to ski. He likes the mountains, I love the sea. I like hot chocolate, he wants his tea. I want to sleep, he has to pee. He's meaner and duller and fatter than me. But I guess that's worse things we could be. Instead of two, we could be three. Me and him, him and me. One last one. I'm making a list. I'm making a list of the things I might say for politeness and goodness and kindness and gentleness, sweetness and righteousness. Hello, pardon me. How are you? Excuse me. Bless you. May I thank you. Goodbye. If you know some that I've forgotten, please stick them in your eye. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. We'll read me and the giant next time. Give us something to look forward to, shall we? All right. Now, we have some interesting things here. If you're looking for summer ideas to do with your children, here's one called Tag Stories. Help your children learn to listen carefully and expand their imagination. You'll need nothing. Directions. Explain the children that you'll be telling a story all together. One person starts with a sentence or two, then tags another person to tell the next part of the story. It can be helpful to start the story by suggesting what it will be about, such as a child and their pet, three magic wishes, or monsters. Things to talk about. Is it fun to make up stories? Would the story have been the same with a different group of people telling it? And here's another one. See, I like that one. That's fun. You can create some really good stories. I've done those in acting classes. Here's one more. One more fun activity, winning and losing. Help your child practice making choices. You'll need directions, nothing. Directions, pick a time to have the children take a vote on something. For example, the kind of juice they have with a snack, what activity they'll do or where they'll want to play. When the vote is over, talk to the children about winning and losing. If they were outvoted, how do they feel? Things to talk about. It's always important whether you win or lose. 
can you still have fun with the winning option? Planning a party, a puppet show. Here's one. Oh, you need, you'll like this one. I know. You'll need large cardboard box, markers, paints and brushes, puppets, dolls, and other toys for props. Make a pretend auditorium by cutting one side out of a cardboard box and another hole for stage on the opposite side. The children might like to paint or draw curtains on the pretend stage. Using puppet toys or other props, the children can take turns putting on puppet shows. Things to talk about. What is your favorite story? Uh, can you act out a scene you remember? The children can also sing songs or make up their own stories. Well, that's fun. A pretend orchestra. Help your child try out different roles and learn to follow directions to encourage music. See the accord a recording of instrumental music, that's what you'll need, and a roller, wooden spoon, or another pretend baton. Do you know what a baton is? Baton is something that you do, uh, the orchestra leader does. He does that to tell, and he points to the people. Now you perform, now you. And he points with his little baton, and it goes up and down, and plays music. Helps the others know what to do. Directions. See if the children can pantomime playing different instruments. Violin, harps. Violin, harps, trumpets, and etc. Make a pretend orchestra with you as a conductor and the children as the musicians. When you give the signal with your baton, press play on the music and have the children pretend to play. When you give the signal to stop, press pause and have the children put down their instruments. Things to talk about. Is it hard to pretend and play the baton? Can you hear the different sounds each instrument is making? Well, and that's fun. And sometimes you can, everyone can play real instruments too, like a triangle or a drum. And one last one I'm thinking of. You'll need nothing. Directions. Start the game by thinking of something specific and then telling the children what sort of thing it is. A fruit, a vegetable, animal, color, etc. Everybody gets one guess. If no one guesses right, the thinker gives a clue and everybody takes another guess. Once someone guesses correctly, the other person takes the turn being the thinker and the game continues. Things to think about. What kind of clues can you give that are helpful? Did you have fun even if you didn't guess correctly? There you go. Well, those are a lot of fun summer activities. Next time we'll think of some fun activities that you can play in the summertime. How does that sound? Alright. Well guys, Blue Bay Mystery. Now we're on to another chapter of the amazing. I'm amazing. Last time we read, this is the Blue Bay Mystery, the Boxcar Children, book six, by Gertrude Chandler Wagner. And of course, as you know, probably, there's about 20 different books. The Boxcar Children's Surprise Island, The Yellow Horse Mystery, Mystery Rants, Mike's Mystery, Blue Bay Mystery, the Woodshed Mystery, The Lighthouse, Mountaintop Mystery, Schoolhouse Mystery, Caboose Mystery, Houseboat Mystery, Snowband Mystery, Treehouse Mystery, Bicycle Mystery, Mystery in the Sand, Mystery Behind the Wall, Bus Station Mystery, and Benny Uncovers a Mystery. These are all for kids. Amazing stories. And we read The Boxcar Children's Surprise Island, The Yellow House Mystery, and Mystery Match. And you can find those in earlier episodes from out the year. 
And this book was published first off in 1961. And it was printed in the USA. And and a second copyright in 1989. So it's been around for a while. But this one, the last one we read, is chapter 3, Ship Skull. Now we're on chapter 4. We were just doing school, and now it's the lifeboat. How do we get ready, Lars asked Benny, as they stood in the deck. First we start to pack the biggest lifeboat, said Lars. We'd love to do things like that, said Jessie. Her eyes are very bright. What do we pack? We might take a lot of food, said Lars. Then we'll not have to live on bananas. Bananas, said Benny. I like to live on bananas. Believe me, you could, said Lars, smiling. They grow wild. Just put out your hand and pick a banana whenever you want one. <gasps> oh, boy, said Mike. Come on, let's go. Mr. Allen looked at the children. Then he said, Lars, you tell us exactly what to do. You be the boss. Very good, said Lars. I'll do that. Be sure to take shoes. And not little thin ones. You'll be walking over sharp stones and shells. Don't take any best clothes, but but sport clothes. I'll pack the food we need. Oh, Lars, let me pack the food with you, begged Mike. And me too, shouted Benny. I won't take a minute to pack my clothes. All right, all you, all of you can help. Come to the gallery when you're ready. Captain Brown laughed. Don't forget seven blankets, he said. Oh, it's very cold on the island, asked. Is it very cold on the island, asked Violet? Well... It's not very hot, said the captain. You sleep on top of the blankets. Well, I take that back. It, 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 no, it's very hot. But you have to sleep on top of the blankets, or you'll get a little net stone in your back. Each one went to pack his small bag. Then they ran to the gallery. Isn't it exciting, said Mike? I think this is nice. I hope it will be, said Lars. Now here is some dry milk. He gave Mike a lot of little things to put in the big box. Let's have some beans, Lars, said Benny. We all like beans. Just what I was going to say, said Lars. He was down on the floor beside the box. Beans will do instead of bread. We can take any bread. We can't take any bread. I don't like bread very well anyway, said Mike. Ho, ho, said Benny. I've seen you eat ten slices of bread at a time. And you too, cried Mike. Careful, boys, said Henry. Have a good time, but don't fight. Jessie looked over the cans and boxes. Let's take some cereal, she said. That will last a few days. Here's some sea biscuits, said Lars. He gave Mike two tin boxes. Sea biscuits, said Mike, looking at the picture on the box. I don't call those sea biscuits. I call them crackers. Even so, said Mr. Mike. These are called sea biscuits, said Lars. Okay, said Mike. You call them sea biscuits, and I'll call them crackers. Then I'll know what I mean. Matches, said Henry quietly. He put some in the big box. Good, said Lars. We'll need a fire because we'll need to catch fish and cook them. We will need dishes, said Jesse. No, not too many. We can use leaves or plates, but take a big spoon and some knives, a hatchet too, to cook. cut meat, trees. At last, the big box was ready. The children went back to their de deck chairs. Watch now, said Lars. We'll soon see the island. Look out there over the rail. It'll look like nothing at first. The children watched. For a long time, they saw nothing but blue sea. Lars saw the island first, but he said he saw nothing. He looked at all the children to see who saw it first. Suddenly, Henry went to the rail. 
Is that land, Lars, or is it nothing, he said. Hmm. Is it land or nothing? It's land, said Lars, smiling. Soon we will see the green palm trees in the big round bay. I told you it looked like nothing at first. Everyone went to the rail and watched the green spot. An hour or so later, they could see white sand around the edge. They could see the waves on the beach. The sea star came nearer and nearer. They could see big palm trees bending over the water. The ship stopped. The crew began to let the lifeboat down into the water. They put in the seven blankets and the big box. The family and four sailors went down the ladder into the lifeboat. They all sat down. Another lifeboat was fastened to their boat for the sailors returned to the ship. Lars said to Henry, You sit on this seat and watch how I use the rudder. All right, sir, said Henry. Captain Brown called. You can expect us in two or three weeks, but don't worry if we're late. I hope you'll be late. It'll be so much fun, said Mike. So much fun on the island, though we won't want to come back. I hope so, said the captain, laughing. And you all mind Lars. He knows best. The man untied the rope and the lifeboat started out on the big ocean. The boat tipped and rocked. Should we be afraid, Lars asked Violet. Oh no, Miss Violet, not afraid. But we will all be going to get very wet, wet from head to foot. We'll all get wet. All right, said Benny. But why will we get wet? Do you think we'll fall out of the boat? No, said Lars. You won't if you sit still. But when we land, you'll all have to help. You'll have to step out into the water. Hmm, Jesse said. That'll be all right, Lars. All of our clothes will dry in a short time in this heat. The family looked back to the sea star. It was getting farther and farther away and smaller and smaller. They all waved at Captain Brown. Then Henry sat still, saw that Violet had a large cloth bag in her hand. What's in that bag, Violet? He asked. A secret, said Violet. Oh, tell us, said Benny. Oh, no, Benny, said Violet. That is what a secret is. You don't tell anybody. Don't bother her, Ben, said Mike. Violet can have a secret if she wants it. I don't even want to know myself. Then they all looked at the island. It came nearer and nearer and nearer. There were great rocks on the side. Palm trees were hanging over the edge. All around the water was blue, blue, blue. I never saw such a lovely blue, cried Jesse. You never will, said Lars. They, saw, they say this is the bluest bay in the world. We call it Blue Bay. Now take off your shoes and throw them in the middle of the boat. Be ready to jump out and pull out the boat up on the sand. The waves were high now. Every wave took the boat nearer shore. Lars gave a last pull on the oars. Now, he shouted. Everyone jumped over the side into the water. Mr. Alden surprised them all. He helped them on the heavy end of the boat. Lars said, now, the sailors have a great pull as everyone helped. The boat slid up on the sand. Wonderful, said Lars. That was a fine landing. They were all soaking wet. Not for long, said Benny. We'll all be dry in no time. The sun is so hot. I don't want to get dry. I'd like to go in and out of the water, said Mike. The sailors climbed into the other boat and rowed back to the ship. Come here a minute, said Lars. Benny, Mike, and everyone come here. He did not smile when everyone was there. He said, you must not get into this water any time you like. I know why, said Henry. Sharks. Right, said Lars. I suppose you have read about them. He was surprised. I will show you a fine place later, but we must get right to work. Now, first thing first, we must make a place to sleep tonight. 
We haven't much time. The family stood on the beautiful white stand. They looked all around. What a beautiful place, said Violet softly. There were palm trees as far as they could see. Lovely flowers grew all over the trees. The flowers were bright red and yellow and white. The children saw leaves and flowers and butterflies, but Lars and Mr. Alden saw banana trees, breadfruit trees and coconuts. As they looked, a great flock of bluebirds rose in the air. Their big bills were bright orange. They did not make a sound. They can't sing, said Lars. They are just pretty. Then suddenly Mark sh Mike shouted as he, loud as he could, Two houses! Look! Two houses! Chapter 5, Food. Next chapter we'll read tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yay, yay, yay. And Uni says, I love you, I love you. I love you, Sally Auntie Sissy, and I love you. Now remember, have fun doing all these activities that we talked about with your grown-up or a friend. Or a friend that's a grown-up. All right. Now, thanks for listening. And you adults, maybe you want to take your little child or whoever to... Or a friend to the movie Elvis. I would see that kind of movie when I was a kid. It has great music and you'll like it. Remember... Ain't nothing but a hound dog. I love blue suede shoes. And Elvis has not left the building. When I was little, Gen X style, we all called and said, Elvis is alive. That's the generation I grew up in. We all thought he was alive even though he wasn't. Because his family would know. Because family, as my niece says, is all that matters. Thanks for listening, guys, and enjoy the movie, and go see the Gen X or not, go see Elvis. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm silly anti-sissy. I'm silly anti-sissy, and Elvis says, thank you. Thank you very much, and listen to the silly anti-sissy podcast, because you're going to like it. And did you know, fun fact, Elvis was Jewish. That's right. He might not have been participating Jew. He might not have gone to synagogue, but he was Jewish, just like me. Bye. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Well, I got to talk to you about one little thing about the 4th of July. We all know it was the 4th of July in America a few days ago, and that's an amazing day in America. Now, some very sad things happened on the 4th of July. And I wanted to talk about it at the beginning. But we don't let that define us. It's a mean person. Did some very mean things. But we still celebrate the 4th of July in America. Because sometimes mean things happen. And when mean things happen, you got to have a helper. you got to find someone that will be nice to you. So remember that. And remember... If you're having sad thoughts, find some mental health issues. That's what Silly Auntie Sissy says, and Unicorn agrees. That's right, I agree. Sometimes I was having sad thoughts, and I talked to some friends and family, and one of my friends was having sad thoughts, and they couldn't talk to their family. So they talked to another friend, a grown-up. 
Yes, you can always find someone to talk to. Promise me. I promise you. But, you know, the 4th of July in America is a fun time. And we celebrate America's birthday. If you're not from America and you're listening, just remember, America is a special place and they have their own birthday. Oh, like me. Yep, everyone has a birthday. Every country has a birthday. And America has their birthday. And it happens to be July 4th when we sign the Declaration of Independence. The what? The Declaration. Well, forget it. I can't say the word. But we signed some papers. The Declaration. Yeah, the Declaration of Independence saying we will be our own country now. And now we celebrate winning our independence with fireworks and say hip hip hooray we're free and we play loud music and we eat fun foods and we celebrate so if you're ever in America and you're listening come on the 4th of July and see a good old fashioned parade thanks for listening bye guys until next time we're silly auntie sissy and uni we're having some fun and enjoy your summer days. Bye-bye. And if you're in Australia, thanks for listening. I know it's winter. Do some fun winter things. And you'll be able to look forward to summer. By listening to this, if you're in Australia and it's winter, well, you can do these fun activities. And I'll do some winter activities next time just for you, Australia. Bye. Until next time, and we go on a new adventure. Bye from Silly Auntie Sissy and Uni.